Welcome Divinely Wild Ones. Welcome to the womb that is the Womankind podcast, where we connect to all things energetic and beyond the physical realm. I am Nerissa, your host, a mind witch, psychic and divine feminine guide. Join me as we connect with guests from all around the world through enticing conversation on soul connection, witchcraft, the rising of the divine feminine and cultivating self-growth, love and worth. Hold on to your broomsticks, we're going high. Hello, welcome everybody to another episode of the Wild Women podcast. I'm Nerissa, I am your host and mama to womankind. My beautiful community, <laughs> I welcome you here, new, old, all welcome, here where we, we focus on re-energizing the womb and remembering and re-threading all of what has been lost as we regain and um, rediscover our inner goddess. So in this episode, I will be talking about the second womankind retreat in which is very, very fresh still with me. I have just come home yesterday um, and now am very, very gently re-entering my rhythm with my family. <laughs> the womankind retreat finished up on Monday afternoon and it was a glorious three-day event which I'm going to share with you all as I did the first one and for anybody who hasn't already listened to the first podcast I should say the first retreat podcast episode um you should have a little listen to that one, maybe before venturing into this one. Um, but yeah, I've just completed the second Womankind Retreat and it was a different group of women, a completely different energy uh, in which we have all collectively shifted into as the earth has changed frequency, as I often speak about. We are now running on divine feminine energy. Uh, the frequency is faster. Earth's, Earth's vibration is faster and basically this translates to the need, the internal need and urge to move through things and um, I suppose digest and detox ourselves from patterns, behaviours, conditioning that no longer serves us. Um, we've exited out of a very wounded masculine energetic frequency which can be also seen as the patriarchal um, era and we are now transitioning into the matriarchal era which is basically this just the transition from masculine to feminine and although we have shifted from a wounded masculine state in which we've all been vibrating from the energy here is still wounded it's just that it is now wounded feminine so the way it shows itself to us is this chaoticness you know I speak about this a lot you may feel as though you can no longer hide from all of the things in which you intuitively deep down know are not worthy of you 
but your body holds on to that stagnant energy because it's been encouraged in the wounded masculine energetic state that we've all been running off of. Now we are in the divine feminine wounded state still, but the frequency is chaotic in it's going to bring all of it up to the surface no matter where you are and no matter whether you want to <laughs> want to um, release and push through it's going to happen regardless so rather than pretending it's not there pretending that if you don't think about it it's not real all of those things in which have worked for us in the past in the wounded masculine that will no longer work in this energy because the divine feminine brings it up regardless, whereas the masculine, you can create stagnant pools and sort of bottle things away and pretend they don't exist. That works. That works in the, in the wounded masculine, but it does not work here in the feminine. It is very much going to come up. So rather than it really hitting you in the face, which it will, because that's the chaos, the chaos associated to the wounded feminine, I encourage you all to breathe into it and trust the fall because that is really the theme of the feminine is to trust, to trust the flow and that wherever we are going and guided to, to, to be flowing to is where we're going to grow from. It's where we're going to grow into. So trust the fall and breathe into it. Mm. So, yeah, this retreat was very, very special. It started on the Friday. We came together Friday afternoon and um, this retreat was held completely on earth, on um, this beautiful land in which we live on um, and I am currently held here by Mother Earth in uh, Bellingen, New South Wales. So, yeah, first off, as always, um, I invite you all to give thanks to this beautiful land and to the the culture and the the native spirit that lives here and the people, you know, the original people who and custodians who held and protected this land and also paying, you know, respect to all of, of what has happened here on this land in way of colonialism and also not forgetting that um, we too have placement here which is something I think we don't speak of often is that we all you know Australians this country Australia is a is comes from a convict culture you know, that is the colonialism associated to Australia. And so there are many, many layered wounds here. The wounds associated to the native, the native culture and the original custodians of this land and the taking of this land from them, but also the, the convict culture in which is now something that that we are all bred from, you know, that a lot of the women and the men who ended up here in Australia were sent here as punishment for doing things to simply survive. And they were forced into 
a very harsh reality and forced to do things in which I'm sure did not in any way sit at peace within them. So within their spirit. So it is important also to acknowledge the multitude of layers that exists on this land, on all land, and the war that ego brings, you know, that that ego cultivates inside of human and that us sitting with this land and acknowledging what she has had to hold in way of through, activated through the human spirit, you know, knowing that we are an extension of the great earth, of our great mother, all of it is and should be acknowledged. So we came together on the Friday and... The first night we simply connected by our first our first activity as a group was to create our altar, our altar space in which we were to sit together in circle, holding one another and held by this earth. Uh, it was the main, I suppose, um, space in which we would sit together was around our altar space in circle. And so the first thing that we did together was build our altar space. And I had lots and lots and lots of things on offer that I had collected from our beautiful Mother Earth over the last few months, from stones to leaves, sticks, flowers that I dried, um, crystals, so many different elements. Um, to lentils and sand and water and soil and just so many beautiful offerings and we built our altar space together and we built it intuitively and it was the first thing we did as a group and it was really beautiful to watch the natural building of something you know not having one pattern or, or theme in mind but actually just working together and intuitively flowing together so really activating our healed feminine in that intuitive flow and and moving together as sisters so we began with earth altering and then we sat together and just did an introduction circle and introduced ourselves to one another and just really calling ourselves present and and really feeling into the energy of the the land the space that was that had been created um and then we moved on and through to dinner and really keeping our night quite easy flowing as everybody has had really um you had quite a big day traveling so it was just a slow integration I wanted everyone to feel grounded and to be able to slowly ground into the space so once we had dinner we just sat around the fire and connected and got to know each other on a bit more of a fluid level and I presented everybody with our kangaroo skins so we worked with kangaroo spirit in the building of our shamanic medicine drums 
beautiful frame drums and um, so I brought out all of the the kangaroo skins and placed them in circle around the fire and we did a small ceremony and um, yeah we then intuitively chose our skins so really it was quite beautiful because it was a full moon it was actually the Scorpio full moon eclipse on the Friday night and this is what we this is what we um, did together under that beautiful full moon so there was a a really beautiful glowing quite a radiant it was quite a bright new uh, full moon for anybody uh, who missed it it was very white very very bright and um, so it did offer this beautiful night glow and we each chose our skins and then I did a meditation just an active meditation on really drawing that spirit you know uh, forward and feeling into the body you know the skin and what was held in that skin and noticing dark spots and noticing vein imprints and all of the beauty of this life that um that had that had been a part of this land and is still you know still very much a part of this land so we connected with our skins and then we did a ceremony around bathing them so using the beautiful Ballingen river water which is running through the whole of Thora Valley and well the whole of Ballingen but collecting that water and 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 placing our skins in a bath and really sitting in what we were doing you know the fact that we were we were really in that you know, the, the early contractions of the birthing process, of the birthing of our medicine drums, birthing of our medicine really, and birthing of ourselves and feeling into those waters, you know, that, that, that this, is, this is a part of us that is preparing for birth. And so the skins slept and um, softened overnight in the pool of water together and in the morning we woke and started our day off with connection and circle and a deeper connection through circle calling of intention and um, a meditation around intention in terms of the medicine in which you would like to receive from your drum and Saturday was a day of of drum birthing so after we had had our breakfast and sat in circle and really connected to what it is that what it was that we knew was already there for us to pick up in terms of intention and in terms of the medicine that we know in, intuitively that we are needing to receive and needing to make space to receive and yeah from there we chose our frames which were made by a very magical woman um who her name's Jayati, who specializes in drum frame creation and she's very well known for her for her craft and and very very good good at what she does and and I have to do a shout out to her because she was just such a delight to work with um so we did we we were birthing we we have birthed 18 inch drums so quite a large frame drum 
So I placed them out in the glorious sunlight because we, we were truly gifted, gifted by Mother Nature. The, the weekend's weather was delightful and um, Saturday, every day was beautiful and warm and sunny for, the, for a good portion of the day. So I placed our drum frames out into those beautiful rays and into a circle and, and women just slowly uh, chose intuitively their frame and then individually began to proceed into the birthing of their drum. And I invited everybody to move throughout the land and find a place to sit, you know, in a group if they felt pulled into sisterhood to share that experience or into a space in which they could really sit with themselves and receive all of the lessons that were going to be coming up intuitively throughout that birthing process. So it was just so magical to witness these women intuitively flowing with their needs and moving from group to solo space, you know, it really did flow between sisterhood to, you know, uh, ingesting and tight with time away. And yeah, women just moved throughout the day in that birthing process. And it really does have the same energy as birth. You know, you could feel the contractions of frustration and the rejecting of the medicine, you know, rejecting of the process of birth, the moments that women were growing frustrated and the moments that I could see women were really trying to push when they needed to ease off and witnessing thread break (laughs) and witnessing, um, the cutting, the cutting too soon of their, of their thread. So the process, um, that I guide with the shamanic drum making is that we use the whole skin. So we use the skin to, to, um, create the drum circle, uh, the, the actual skin of the drum, but we also use it to thread the skin onto the frame. So using a leftover skin to create a thread and and a continuous thread as much as we can encourage a continuous thread. And yeah, it was just so magical to witness women processing through that birth, that birthing, you know, the seeing that frustration and really witnessing the pushing, you know, pushing when there needs to be ease and trust and the rejecting, you know, of the medicine, the really swallowing and swallowing and trying to push down what was try- what was needing and, and trying to come up and forward. And, yeah, also really acknowledging that every single woman's drum, the, the birth of her drum was what she needed. It was the medicine that supplied the medicine that, that, that each individual woman needed. And it was really... I felt truly blessed and honoured to be able to hold that space. So although I was birthing a drum with these women, I mainly on Saturday just flowed through uh, through the sisters and um, assisted them in the tying and the, re- the, the, re- the reforming, re-threading of their drums. And it was a really beautiful, beautiful, beautiful day.
So we spent basically the whole day doing that and we came together for a drum journey afterwards, which I'd also done before, uh, in the opening meditation before we began the birthing process. And we, yeah, went inward and we travelled to our wombs to meet our own internal goddess, our own inner goddess, and knowing that she resides inside the womb, which is which is the earth, you know, that's the keeper of the earth. She's cycling, she is intuitively growing and healing. And it was really special to guide these women through two drum journeys to, to connect with their inner goddess and noticing the shifts that took place before and after. So before we'd birthed our drums and then after, when we came together and spoke about it in circle, it was really magical to hear the shifts that took place in that time from, yeah, the early birthing or I suppose conception and preparing for birth and then coming out the other end after the birthing process had taken place and what medicine had been received by our bodies and received by our consciousness. It was really, really magical. So that was basically Saturday. It was a very, very big day for anybody who has birthed their own frame drum before. They'll understand what a huge process it is. And also it was quite a large uh, frame drum. This is this was an we all we all birthed eighteen inch drums, so they do require a little bit more physical um, connection. You know, it's quite hard to hold a really big drum and thread it. And that was where I noticed a lot of the frustration and things. You know, old stories, old patterns, conditioning coming forward. So really, really just magical to witness women coming back to what they innately know and what they innately should have always known, you know, that the shamanic frame drum originally resides in women's hands and always has historically and and yet history and what is written about the frame drum really has disregarded and disconnected from the feminine and mainly and often focuses on the masculine, the shamanic, you know, the shaman, the masculine healer. But, um, yeah, has very much a big, very big part of history has left out that women were the original, they were the original medicine givers, the medicine healers, and that the frame drum originally, originally was held in women's hands. For anybody who would like to learn more about uh, the shamanic frame drum and women, history, you know, connected to women and their role with the frame drum, I would encourage you all to purchase yourself a hard copy of When the Drummers Were Women. It's a really magical book that's actually quite hard to find in print these days. But they have, I think, just recently um, reprinted and so it is available in paperback and I highly recommend that you you simply just purchase that book just to keep it protected 
because it's something that needs to be protected. Knowledge, history, you know, truthful history and truthful knowledge, knowledge that actually connects and resonates with our soul, spirit, connected to earth. That knowledge needs to be protected. So whether or not you share it with your voice and your work or whether or not you collect it and make sure that it is safe, these things are very important and something that I've always felt quite strongly about. Anybody who knows me or has been to my house will know that I have a large collection of books. A large collection of books, but it's funny because I'm not a reader. (laughs) I don't read many books. Um, And particularly the books that I I collect, I definitely don't really read um, spiritual books, you know, but I do, I do collect them. And I've had a few people ask me in the past, so why do you collect them then? You know, if you don't, if you don't read them, why do you collect them? And, and it took me a long time to put my finger on it because this is something I've done since I was a very small child. I used to create, well, I used to collect these very special things, things that I would find in nature or things that people that I loved had written to me, items of clothing, items, you know, little trinkets and things that I would find or things I was given. And it wasn't until I was about 19 and my my parents were moving out of our our, um, family home and my mum asked me to come over and go through all my boxes that were in my childhood bedroom and I just had box after box after box and I used to call them my special boxes and I had multiple I think I had about 10 of them but you know some of them I'd collected when I was five and it was just really quite magical to see myself from perspective looking down as I am now looking at my younger self and and then witnessing what I was and how it still is so relevant, you know. I've always done these things and, yeah, opening these box, these boxes and finding, you know, like little, my early, you know, like um, newborn clothes, things that I'd taken from my mum and very carefully folded them up and tiny, tiny little, um, you know, little berries and little seeds and love heart leaves, things that I'd found in nature that were really special to me were in there and and letters from my friends from school and from family and aunts and all of these things over the years that I'd collected and put and kept and preserved, you know, protected. And as an adult, I very much still do that. So it really took me until my early 20s to be able to put words as to why I collect things, or my mid-20s really, because it wasn't really until I had Maya and I was 25 when I had Maya. And, um, yeah, it, it was packing up our little house to go to go travelling in, in, our, in our first bus and noticing how many of these books that I've collected and, and, and carried on and, and so many times I could have let them go but I, I couldn't, I just couldn't and really seeing myself, you know, that I am, I'm a protector, I'm a, I'm a knowledge keeper and a knowledge protector and so, you know, I've got these books, I, I find myself always in old bookstores, you know, those those ones, those tiny little nooks in random, they're in the most random places, secondhand bookstores, antique bookstores, I always find myself in them, and I actually recently bought this book, it's called Man, Myth and Magic, and it's probably, it looks like maybe nine, nine I think the print is like 1968 or something like that, 
but it's um this beautiful book it's an a4 book it's got lots and lots of pictures of ritual and um yeah just proper old magic you know old magic and and the connection of magic and earth and and human and how our mind activates activates energy into this physical this physical uh, manifestation and it's just it's funny because yes I never was able to put my finger on it I know this is a side story but still relevant but yeah I'm just simply looking right now actually at my at one of my collections and it's yeah there's just so many you know moon rites and books on the feminine dreamscape and and birthing books you know birthing from within and um, energetic books and um, yeah just Ayurvedic books and yoga books and birthing books and and goddess you know the the feminine goddess books on on all of the historic and the cultural um relevance of the goddess yeah there are many <laughs> the golden dawn you know um the feminine occults there's just so many and <laughs> i've maybe read i would say out of all my books maybe four of them <laughs> but I collect them because it's, it's the, it's the knowledge and, you know, the connection and the connection to that knowledge in which we are losing every, you know, we are losing it every day. And so it's important to me to collect, to collect that connection in knowledge, in, in a physical form, in paperback, because that's also then held by mother nature. You know, she holds, all of that knowledge in herself in you know the connection to physical matter but also the literal connection to what makes and creates our ability to print which is paper which is earth which is tree so yeah that's a little side note (laughs) but again important um because yes if you do find yourself pulled to books in that way like I do particularly books of something you know it's something in particular a theme or um a part of history you know whether even if it's fictional you just find yourself really connected like you know I the very first book I ever read the first novel I ever read I was 12 and I read The Red Tent when I was 12 and um I'll just never, ever, ever, ever forget the huge impact that that had on me at that time when I was just fresh starting adolescence and I could feel the hormonal changes in my body and I could feel I've always had that deep connection to Mother Earth and to this connected consciousness but had not learnt it at all in my upbringing and so that book gave me so much of so much of me so much of my body so much of where I come from as a woman and so much of 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 where I come from in way of the womb you know the womb that is earth that is woman Uh, so yeah these sorts of books, you know, um, if you are wondering or if you've always <laughs> had a need to collect, then maybe you're like me. Maybe you are a knowledge protector. So, yeah, when the women, uh, when women, or was it, what did I, what's it called again? Um, when the drummers were women. 
So yes, if you don't have that book, I highly recommend it. It's one of those books you can pick up and, and just flick to a page and read. But historically, it gives so much incredible knowledge about the feminine and the connection to the medicine drum. And, and as you know, women are as healers, that's our innate role. So yeah, we, we birthed our drums and some women weren't finished. Some women just like labor needed to continue the next day, needed to listen to their bodies, needed to rest, you know, needed to really feel into what was coming up and allow it to come up without pushing, you know, without tearing, without causing our body pain and hurt, you know, and, and our body being the drum represented through the drum, but rather taking it easy, you know, and really taking our time. So Sunday, it was a quiet night. A lot of the women were very quiet and we finished the evening with another, I took everyone through a very cocooned drum journey and we all really nestled together under our main, the main canvas tent that I held the space under and we cocooned in and yeah, we re-entered into the womb and connected again with our own, our own inner goddess and yeah, we finished the night there. So slept, the nights were very cold. Anyone who lives up here, we are in the mountains, so it is cold up here. But um, yeah, the, the days are warm. The days are warm, the nights are cold, which is really actually perfect. So on Sunday morning, we woke up and it was really beautiful because initially I had planned to do sort of like some intuitive stretching um, in the mornings, not too early, but it was funny because the first evening I said to everyone, you know, so at 8am I'm going to be, you know, um, yeah, guiding you all through an intuitive, you know, just chakra based um, connection stretch and um connect connective stretch and it was funny because it was it was open open to anybody who who actually felt uh that they had the energy and felt into their bodies and wanted to do that stretch and it was funny because most of the women said yep I'll be there oh my goodness I'm up way earlier at home with my kids you know so I'll be well and truly up by by 8 a.m and <laughs> as the days went on, actually very few women were awake. So it was actually really lovely because it just, it just goes to show it doesn't matter what we're used to or what our bodies had to push through when women come together in a protected and held space, that nurturing and self-nourishment actually just comes back subconsciously you know, into, into our bodies. Our body recognises that space, you know, being with women um, and, and trusting women and being held by women and trust being such a big part of that uh, because without the trust we cannot, we cannot allow ourselves to be held but, and yet it's just so innate, you know. You, you could see that it's not, it's not even something that these women, these women had to discuss with one another. There was absolutely no checking in on what everyone else was doing. It was simply just intuitively feeling into their own bodies and their own body's needs so again it was really special for me to witness that and just the ease of it you know it just naturally it just naturally falls back into the body that natural flow 
because natural is what flow is. We are supposed to flow as beings of the earth. We are children of the earth. And so our bodies, they, they are a reflection, a mirror of this earth. And the way that we cycle is the same way she does. We are very seasonal, you know, seasonal creatures. The seasons give us the ability to release and the ability to conceive, the ability to birth and the ability to also surrender and and to die, to make space with trust, you know, surrender into that trust to make space for birth, to make space for the, the initial conception of our rebirthing so it's really quite magical to see that the feminine is so strong in women still that it doesn't matter about the conditioning and the the levels of pain in which we have been ah, so consumed with and by for so long those layers of pain and trauma and conditioning are shoved down our throat to the point where we just keep our mouth shut because it's too painful. It's too painful to keep meeting those traumas and pains and conditioning. And this society just completely forces us to swallow and to become stagnant and... I mean, I could talk about it for weeks, you know, but what is so apparent when women come together is that there is such an ease with flow that no matter what has been done to us, the abuse in keeping ourselves shut for so long, as soon as we are in space with what we are and as soon as we are held by what we are, that flow just intuitively and subconsciously takes over our bodies. So it was really magical to just bear witness to the total becoming, you know, and the total, yeah, just the, the level of at-homeness that the Divine Feminine has on earth when women come together <laughs> I could feel mother earth speaking to us through the trees I could feel her in so many in so many of the sharings I could feel her embracing us tighter I could feel her anger you know when these women were speaking of the abuse and the the pain that they have experienced because of this suppression, because of this forced, forced suppression. I could feel her. I could feel her resonating with these words. I could feel her embracing her daughters. I could feel her activating our wombs. Oh... I could feel her. We could all feel her. We said it countless times over sharing. We would feel the winds picked up at this one point. They picked up. We'd done this um, on Sunday after we just intuitively flowed, woke, woke up, connected. It was beautiful. We actually, did we go for a swim on Sunday or was it on 
Saturday, I can't remember. May have been on Saturday morning. I can't, time was definitely not relevant. But somewhere over the Saturday or Sunday, we did go for a swim together in the, in the river and in the flowing river. We walked down together hand in hand. Most of us just ripped all the clothes off and just jumped straight in together. And it was cold and watching the beautiful sisterhood just between these women, between us all, just so active and easily present. Just the encouragement uh, and the empowering words that women were sharing each other, even just in the simple act of just fearing the cold and walking hand in hand together into the depths and some women just being able to completely jump in these little, these beautiful sea nymphs, these beautiful feminine nymphs, you know, just held in the water and so at home in the water and then them encouraging the women like me, a very, an, an earth dweller, you know, completely, completely held and comfortable on earth and, and not naturally drawn to water. Um, although I do very much love her and connect with her, she's, uh, she's not my main medicine. And um, so it was really beautiful to really witness these women encouraging one another, you know. It was just magical and very bewitching, you know, like if you were a kookaburra on a branch just watching, you know. It was very, very comforting and very just wholesome, you know, wholesome medicine that I could feel, I could feel the earth receiving it as it just flowed through our feet and through our hands. It really felt like Earth just embraced us the whole time. But yeah, we did swim. <laughs> and that was really magical because, in a way, we just baptized. We just baptised the feminine within ourselves, within one another, as we just so, so easily held space, held this magical, this magical bubble of wholesome energy. So... After that, on the Sunday, we, I believe it was on the Sunday, I'm not sure when the swim was, but when we, after sort of the morning, we entered into circle again and I held a cacao ritual ceremony using grandmother spirit cacao, who I do deeply connect with and she often really brings forth for me, uh, my crone, my inner crone, and I meet her whenever I venture with Grandmother Cacao into myself and into my past lives and into my spirit. And I really, she really gives me many visuals, which is very special. But um, I took, I guided these these women and myself through a 
cacao blessing ceremony and we held space for the feminine. We held space for our ancestral lineage. We held space for our wombs. We held space for one another and we held space for this earth. And then we um, did some breath work together. Breath and water being our two main energetic tools for healing. Water being our cleanser, you know, that, that helps move the stagnant pools into the flow to carry them to the ocean to grow. And breath being the tool for activation. You know, stimulating our blood, allowing the flow to, to naturally happen for the water, you know, the, the rivers within us, the rivers carrying our blood, carrying our lineage for those rivers to really start to flow strong and to move the pain and the stagnicity that is needing to be let go of so we I guided my beautiful sisters through some breath work and then we did a big releasing big releasing ceremony and I say ceremony because it was very sacred So we just worked our breath up to vocal exhaling, really activating our throat chakra and our voice, which is such a big, big blockage, you know, their voice and sharing their voice. So, so many women have so much restriction in their throat and voice. So I encouraged vocalisation and we flowed into some really deep screaming and grieving and mourning. <sighs> Using breath to activate our voice, to allow all of the emotions and all of the pain and all of the trauma to be oxygenated and to allow bubbles to rise to the surface so that it could be expelled and recycled by this earth, received by this earth and acknowledged by her and by one another. One of the women said to me afterwards, Oh, it was after that we swam. <laughs> oh, I was just remembering because it was as we were walking down to the river after the release. <laughs> See, time is not relevant and it is definitely not kept when women are together. It was after the releasing, it was after the cacao that we had our river swim and 
after we were walking down and one of the women who I was walking with said to me, do you know what got me the most, the most out of all of that? The releasing and the, and the, the complete just expelling, you know, of emotion. The biggest thing that got me was that somebody who I don't even know was holding my hand through it. You know, just the divine trust that it it doesn't matter what women have been made to do to one another for so long. It doesn't matter when women come together in a protected space, they just open and so innately and naturally hold one another. So we held hands while we released and we did three guttural screams. Mm, The pain that comes up that you don't even necessarily fully, you don't understand it, but it's there. And you can hear it because it's, it sounds different to your own voice. It sounds like your ancestors have been activated inside of your blood and your bones and they are screaming what they couldn't. And I could feel it. The women who were sitting next to me, one of the women after, the one to my left, she said to me, oh my God, Nerissa, I felt that. I actually apologised because she was holding my hand and she would have been receiving what I was feeling, which was being activated, which does feel like all of my ancestors screaming in anger and all of my past lives activated and mourning and grieving for the life that they, that was taken from them. So we released and as usual I had a lot of past life from that a specific past life again. I make heavy reference to this life in my past, in my last uh, retreat podcast episode but it is still very much relevant and still very much a open wound that I am slowly mending and every day the skin closes more. But I did 
revisit that in this releasing ceremony and it very much still is very alive within me and the pain and the guilt associated is still very strong within me and I really struggle to pull myself out of it when I'm in that state I could cry for a year and so I was I actually was on the ground and having a really deep cry with myself for this version of myself who went through and lived through devastatingly horrific pain and my beautiful friend and sister Jasmine came over to me and she said can I help you can I hold you and it was just so healing for me because I knew that she had intuitively picked up on the fact that I really struggled to get myself off the floor when I'm in that state <laughs> really struggle to lift my body up <laughs> so when she came over to ask and to to help me I suppose up off the ground to hold me it really healed on a much deeper level than I'm sure she even anticipated because one of my biggest wounds is not allowing people to hold me (laughs) because of this life, that guilt that I still hold myself accountable to receive. You know, I I punish myself on this very deep level. I punish myself by not allowing myself to be held so it was very healing for me to be held by a sister in that way when I literally would have had to rip myself from the from the ground So after that, we we went down to the river and it was a very light energy. And like I said, it just felt like everything that was bearing witness to us was honoured. You could feel Mother Earth and all of the living that was there and witnessing us in that space of light and literal lightness because this space had been created but also this beautiful trust and connection 
is women just being openly naked together as we always should have been. And encouraging each other and empowering one another. The energy was very light and the mood was very light. And we then wandered back to our to our space and my beautiful man who I have to acknowledge, my beautiful husband who we just realised we, we always miss our wedding anniversary because, well, we're very grateful for each other every day and so we don't really... Yeah, hold that heavy importance on our wedding because our connection and our growth happened together when we met in the moment we collided. And so, yeah, but we did, we have have just realised that we've been married for seven years, which is so magical and together for 12. Ah. <sighs> 13 Nelly but anyway my beautiful man I just couldn't have done it without him and his incredible support and just witnessing this beautiful man who I have witnessed and held space for and been frustrated by (laughs) you know him and his healing and the wounded masculine that exists within him and that he has so actively been healing on his own journey and witnessing this beautiful man who just held this space so protectively and just so securely. Josh made sure that we had a constant fire that was fed and warming and he fed us and created all of the meals and all of the snacks and very respective, respectively handing us out, you know, warm teas and chais and just bringing food to circle and making sure that everybody was comfortable and that the hot water in the shower was <laughs> warm enough and making sure that we were protected and taken care of and it was so magical to to also witness what was taking place in other women because of that that healed masculine presence realizations about their own men and realizations about the hardness that women can create and block you know, we, we can block men from interacting with that flow which is enabled when we are soft and unguarded, you know, when we can trust a man and, and actually allow ourselves to be vulnerable and allow ourselves to be open because we don't need these walls. because We don't need to think about creating walls because they are doing it for us. It was very much that beautiful healed exchange and it was really magical to witness what the healed masculine energy was 
encouraging in women's reflections of their own interactions with the masculine. And a lot of that would have happened subconsciously because the energy was so held and so so protected and because of that, that healed masculine was present and we were able to receive medicine in reflection to our own interactions with the masculine. So to my beautiful man, Josh, I give thanks and just hold so much deep gratitude. I hold so much for that beautiful man and so much love. He has just supported womankind on such a level and and most people don't realise it because obviously I'm the one who is offering and, um, you know, I'm, the I suppose, the forefront of womankind in way of this work here and and being a guide in this community for this community for this for this reawakening you know supporting you into and through your reactivation and reintegration but behind the scenes I have a beautiful man who is watching our children so that I can work with women so that I can support women in one-on-one sessions and that I can be building this community to this level that I can be physically offering such huge huge offerings you know this retreat we did all our we did it on us by ourselves I wanted to say on ourselves because it kind of felt like that you know but we built it completely from our own hands with with the support of Mother Earth and it was really big and I would not and could not do it without him. So, yeah, he actually built our bathroom and organised all of what we needed in way of solar and, you know, our business in which he he so beautifully holds he's a he's an incredible cook chef and the food was just filled with so much nourishment you know you could feel it on a soul level and it was warm and it was incredibly comforting so it wouldn't have been anything without him and so I feel I need to honor the beautiful divine masculine that lives within that man (laughs) oh he's so beautiful anyway enough about that I'll just fall into the love pool (laughs) (laughs) Um, and send out a a wish and a blessing that you all receive the masculine in its healed state because it is magic. (sighs) So we came back and he had prepared this beautiful heartwarming soup (laughs) and like the soul bread, you know, like where you just want to eat a loaf. Like it's making me think about bread right now. I just could eat a loaf of bread, you know, (laughs) just like warm beautifully buttered bread and this wholesome soup and so we all just sat and the sun was so warm and we walked back from the river and we were just lounging naked half naked just on the day bed and on the earth and just laughing together and sort of falling into one another you know like entwining and lacing and it was just so beautiful and I just took a million soul photographs 
sometimes I do that, you know, like those memories that have to be remembered on a soul level to remember how beautiful it is here. How magical this earth is. And how exhilarating it is to feel emotion and to feel liberation and to feel blood pumping through your bones. Feel your intuition flow through your blood, speaking your ancestors' voice. You know, you can hear their songs in your bones. This is just one of those moments that I could feel my soul taking these these little tiny keepsakes. It's just so healing for my spirit to witness women being together. You know, just living together because it activates that life for me that I hold so much pain associated (laughs) to what was taken from me and what is taken from us still. (laughs) That we can't sit together like this, that this society doesn't allow us (laughs) to be together. (laughs) That this culture, this toxic, egotistical culture that completely thrives from our wounds, that it is poisoning us and it is poisoning this earth. Because when we're together, it's so magic, it's so activated and the healing happens so fast because the flow... It's unstoppable. In the power of the flow, you can feel it leaving your soles of your feet. <laughs> and you can feel it penetrating this earth and just her receiving this light. You know, this love. This pure love. <laughs> oh. So I could feel myself taking these small keepsakes of that moment where we were so open to just receive one another. This sacred sisterhood held by this earth and just supported entirely by her. So we we ate lunch together and sat together and just completely stood still in time together. <laughs> All these women who had never met one another. <laughs> We had all, we had all sides of the goddess 
we had crone energy, we had the maiden, we had the mother, we had the in-between. And all parts of the goddess were activated within us. So Saturday night, we, um, after we'd all swum, sorry, Sunday night, after we'd all swum and after we'd all just finished drumming and, you know, drum threading and the drum birthing process, some of us finished that over the afternoon. We, I had plans to do some pampering sessions but it kind of just flowed into what it needed to be and it ended up just being women sitting together and sharing space with one another and we celebrated one of our beautiful sister's birthdays on Sunday her birthday was actually on the Friday on that beautiful full moon but we celebrated her on the Sunday evening and we celebrated the activation of the divine feminine on the Sunday evening and we actually, it was a really cold night, actually very windy um, from the afternoon on the Sunday. So just during our cacao ceremony and during our releasing, actually during or just after our big release, she actually, there was this undeniable warm wind and all of the women will know what I'm talking about. It was a warm embrace the Mother Earth, I could, we could just feel the winds, all of the leaves left the trees and just blew into this circle, into the circle, you know, into our space and it was warm air. <laughs> but from that, from that afternoon that onwards the wind was very present in our space and it felt very relevant you know just that detoxing the detoxing and the releasing the renewing that was taking place on a very very deep level on an ancestral level and on an on an earth level so we celebrated the divine feminine the activation of the divine feminine on sunday night and josh made a beautiful paella which is what we do spanish paella that's our business our first business he cooked a beautiful traditional vegetarian um yeah paella and it was divine and we had cocktails or just like a white sort of sangria which was very delicious <laughs> and we had chocolate lots of chocolate and lots of strawberries and grapes and luxury you know like just lounging in our circle space lounging in our tent you know just lounging in our medicine tent that had held us for our whole time together um sitting and laying around our beautiful sacred circle in which we created together and just sharing you know we just shared we laid and we ate and we laughed and we were talking and we were beading and we were crafting I had lots of different crafting activities and we were just being together and creating things for one another 
and moving between the fire and the little cocoon space in which we'd created to, to really receive one another. And it was just a really relaxed and joyful night and light night and we all were very tired, <laughs> as you can imagine. It was just such a big energetic release on both days, you know, such a big process of the birthing and the releasing and the medicine in which Grandmother Cacao gave us. And so that evening we sort of just all drifted off to sleep and, and the wind was wild Sunday night. It was really big wind. And in the morning, I don't think, not many of us slept well, that's for sure I didn't, but just because I just kept waiting for, um, to hear, you know, something that had fallen. Um, even though I felt very safe, like I, I innately on that deep, that deep level, I very much understood what she, what she was gifting us, the unsettledness in release, you know. That she was really presenting what it is to release, what it is to let go, that even when things are toxic and undeserving of us that have been living as trauma and this deep pain that is becoming this poison within our current existence in this body, that there is such a discomfort in releasing, releasing a part of ourselves no matter no matter of the fact that it was unworthy and undeserving of us. And so I really received that medicine on Sunday because although I knew that I was safe, you know, held by her and I knew that I could trust her, there was still this unease and there was still this distrust, you know, that, that layered the trauma response that disconnects us from allowing the flow, that to release means that there is the washing away and the washing of the wound is painful, you know. So I really felt that when I woke up because there was this, yeah, I, I had had a very unsettled sleep and I hadn't slept well at all, tossed and turned and I could feel my blood stirring uh, I always bleed on the full moon and so she actually, she ended up waiting until the last day, which I knew she would. I knew she would hold off until I'd released, which she did. But um, when I woke up on Sunday morning and came out to sort of assess any damage, um, my beautiful man and I uh, realigned the tent as some of the big poles from the centre had blown out and it was quite yeah, it was magical to, to examine what had been touched by the wind. That our circle space, our altar space, which had paper daisies all over it and lentils and sand and ash and lots of light matter, that none of it had blown past the circle. So it was all built on a mat and nothing had blown past the mat. And funnily enough, hardly anything had moved other than some flowers, but none of, the, none of them had actually fallen out of the circle. And I was fixing it up with one of the 
beautiful goddesses. So she was a beautiful crone energy. And she was helping me put some of our um, elements back into place. And we were both just totally enriched by the power of that circle, you know, that the power of that magical boundary of circle and how it had held all, all of itself, you know, within itself. So Monday morning, some of the women had decided to leave early uh, so they could catch a direct flight home because there's only a few direct flights. And, um, yeah, so they were leaving after breakfast. So we came together, we we collected our drums, I gave out all of the gift bags and I'd made everybody a beautiful linen cotton drum bag, you know, a special bag that was custom to the fit of their drum to hold and, and protect their drum and also keep it, you know, wrapped and warm. You know, this beautiful newborn baby that they'd birthed that still had raw skin, you know, it was the, the skin was still wrinkly and wet, just like a newborn. And it was still hardening to this reality, you know, it was very soft and womb-like and it was still holding all of that, that essence of, of birth. And so, yeah, we spoke about drum care and I encouraged everybody to keep their drums warm, you know, like a newborn and keep her wrapped and protected from the elements and change in temperature. So we shared breakfast and we shared our closing ceremony in circle and yeah, it was really powerful is the word because it felt it felt like this grounded power had activated within these women's roots, you know. I could feel their roots extending to one another and holding this very deep support for one another and for themselves. There wasn't this unease and there wasn't this, how do I describe it, unsettledness that you would expect from such a huge transition to have taken place just within three days. The shifts, the releasing, the rebirthing, the welcoming in, the remembering, the threading, all of what had been established and nurtured and reflected through the growth that we, that each woman had received over the three days, it was an incredibly settled energy and very grounded and very secure and, yeah, grounded is the word. And I could really feel their roots were thick and connected. So we closed our ceremony with a releasing spell and chose to release whatever was still connected to our body in way of conditioning, you know, recognising the patterns, the habits, the people that needed to be released when we re-entered our physical rhythm and reality here after leaving that sacred space that held space that protected space and so those women left and yeah it was it was sad to see 
them go. You know, I, I feel the same after every after every circle, you know, even just a a moon circle, a gathering of a couple of hours, I still feel that pang in my body, in my womb, that aches when sisters have to leave sisters, have to leave each other. Because that is such a big part of us, you know, it's so much of our of our activation and so much of our healing and so much of this earth's healing is activated when women are together and holding space together. So I recognised that pain and remembered that pain from the many, many times, the many lives that I have had to witness my sisters leaving or dying. I really felt it and I felt everybody could feel it and when those women had left there was definitely a shift in the energy and I could feel this subconscious grieving of the remembering that this has happened before and so many times where we are forced to leave one another. So the energy had shifted to the reality of this society that we exist within, to the level of disconnection that we have been forced and conditioned to exist within. And that was painful painful to know that it's just right there. It's just right there. There's all of the medicine that we need to heal this earth and to heal ourselves as an extension of her. And so Monday Although I had planned to do some self, you know, some shared pampering where we would all love on one another and nurture and and nourish one another's bodies, it ended up being a flow between lots of different things because that's the energy that that was there that we needed to flow and we needed to process what all of that meant, you know. What does the grief connect us to? What does the grief mean? What does the sense of mourning activate? And why is there such a deep connection to sadness with sisters? Processing through that body remembering. And so I had I had our witchcrafting set up where women could make an intentional creation to support their dreams and their yeah, they're becoming. So some witchcrafting activities were set up and women just found themselves creating together, which as I always, it's one of my most, I enjoy so much of that process of 
witnessing and absorbing women's magic, you know, just the flow of it, the natural flow of their magic that just exudes out of their their bones and through their fingertips as they create these vessels together. So I witnessed this, yeah, subconscious manifestation taking place, this subconscious re-threading and some women were finishing their drums. Just watching two black cockatoos fly right by me over our grandfather mountain up here in Thora Valley. I'm just watching two black cockatoos (laughs) fly by my bus. So I was finishing my drum with some women and I could really feel my bleed was beginning. My womb grew really swollen and it was aching and it was just beautiful to be holding that circular drum in my hands and birthing it. I was threading it and tightening it and meeting the yeah, meeting the same frustrations that all women were coming to face, you know, the frustration of of punching your hole too close to the skit to the outer skin and, and the hole breaking or your thread snapping and, and really sitting in that beautiful process within myself and with my sisters as we drum as we threaded our drums. And I was warming up our lunch because Josh had had snuck out to help these women get to the airport. It was just easier for him to drive them. So he was doing an airport run and I was warming up the soup and I had a beautiful conversation with one of my beautiful sisters who was helping me get lunch ready and um, we were talking and I could feel my blood was just preparing to start and flow and needed to go to the toilet to do a wee so took myself took myself to the bathroom and yeah my husband created this beautiful little off-grid bathroom for us to use so I'm, I'm on my way there and I had this overwhelming lightheadedness overwhelming faint you know, that faint state hit my body, which I'm very accustomed, I'm very accustomed to fainting. It's something I've always done. I've always been a fainter. Um, Lightheadedness has always been a big part of my experience here. And it's also something which I'm grateful for because it often, as I've grown older, I've really learnt that that is a big part of my re-entering my body. And, um... So I laid straight on the earth because I've learnt <laughs> over the many years that I need to um, lay down straight away. Otherwise, I end up dropping to the ground. And so I'm laying on the earth and I had my legs, my arms just sprawled out. And I heard her whisper, she whispered through my bones don't go there, come to me. And so I waited till I felt grounded and connected, reconnected, and I stood up and 
made my way down to the river instead of to the bathroom. And so I'm down at the river and I'm doing a squat wee. (laughs) And my blood started through my urine. I could see the red. And I stood up. And I bled into the earth. And I stood up and held my belly. And I had both hands on my belly and I was looking at the river in a total peace, peaceful state. And I felt it was through the earth, but it was through my body. Could feel this voice that was no longer a whisper. It was a strong, very clear voice through my bones, rippling through my womb. And I could feel it activating my inner goddess but it was activated by the earth, by my body connected to the earth. And she said to me, by next full moon, you'll be carrying your daughter. And I just shared in circle my grief associated to having made this decision, (laughs) thought that I'd made this decision, but I've struggled with it, that I won't be having, opening my womb to be a space for any more life because I feel that my boys need, they need my energy, particularly my, my eldest, he needs a lot of support and I know that he'll always need a lot of my support and Sometimes I felt really overwhelmed with the thought of birthing another child, of, my, of birthing my daughter, who I've known she's wanted to be here for a long time. But also this fear that I've held with bringing a, a daughter, a woman, into this world right now. Just the conditioned part of me fearing the reality that she will be facing and that she will have to face, even though I know, (laughs) I know more than anybody that she is capable and that that, that she is ready, that she is chosen, that she is an earth warrior, that every child born into this energy is her earth warrior and they are capable and they are the earth healers and they are what is needed here. I know this, (laughs) but that fear still lives within me because I have experienced many very, very hard lives where I have come here to activate the, the divine feminine, to activate earth magic, to activate earth healing and rebalancing. And I have been tortured on so many levels that has created so many layers and it's just connected to all of those past lives and all of my ancestors experiences that are activated within my bones within my higher self is is the first to say 
but that is her journey, you know, and that is what she's here to do as it was yours, which I would never, I'd never take back any of my lives, you know, because I would have always died fighting for good, fighting for light, because that is my spirit. So the fact that I have done that in every single life, that I have died fighting, fighting for this earth, that is what I've always been sent here to do and that is what I've always tried to do and I know that she'll be doing the same (sighs) but I I walked back and I was actually crying because all of this was coming and working its way through me you know activating all my past trauma and and the the pain the painful memories you know even though that trauma parts of it has healed you know that like I always say there's always you know there's always a scar you may have healed the wound but the scar is still always will always be a tender and vulnerable place on your skin so yeah I was walking back up the hill to be with uh, my sisters and I was thinking about all these things and I was, I was crying and I was thinking to myself, how, how am I going to do this work with women? How am I going to continue to support the way that I do, you know, how do, how do I do that with another child? Because something I've said to myself to ease myself into a choice of not bringing my daughter earthbound has been that all of the women in which are in this community are my daughters, you know, they're my sisters, they're my, they are why I'm here. And so that's been something I've told myself to try to ease my grief and mourning of not having a a daughter this lifetime in this energy, in this time and sitting with that. And as I was walking back to these women, I'm saying this to myself, how, like, how am I going to do this work and how will this, how will this be something I'll be able to continue with another child and, and a little girl and yeah she she activated through me and she just gave me this vision of her at all the womankind gatherings, you know, it was one, it was just me seeing her where I was, you know, and she was running around and she had all of these mothers, all of these grandmothers, this beautiful community who just supported her. (sighs) 
supporting me so that I can continue to offer what it is that I do. Yeah. It was really big. And I could feel her. I could feel her. I could feel her integration. I felt her conception into this realm. I felt her from that place of in between which she had been as a there as a guide and she had offered me so much. So much. She's already given me so much. And I felt her enter into this realm. And I felt her, I felt her integration begin into my body. And as I sat finishing my drum with these beautiful women and just talking and sharing, I felt her in my womb. My womb was so swollen and I just felt her. <laughs> I can feel her now. <laughs> and I know as soon as... Um, we make love, my beautiful man and I, and we allow seeds to be released. They will be um, received. <sighs> it's very magical. And I feel like some people will be like, hmm, how can this be? Well... It's happening and it happens every single time. It's just whether or not you're actually connected and able to receive it, you know. If those, those blockages that have been built by ego to protect us, if they are controlling your reality, then we don't have the trust that allows us to fall into intuitive knowing. But that is my magic, is intuitive knowing, and I've nurtured it my whole life, and I've nurtured it every life before me, and so it is incredibly strong. I've known every time I've, as soon as I've conceived my sons, I've known that I'm carrying them. I know the moment after, like, they are conceived and received by my body. I've known every time, and I already know that she's with me. So, yeah, I sat with my sisters and told them this in this beautiful, just trusted space. And we finished our afternoon before departing, um, before everybody left with a closing ritual, which was just totally intuitive where we, the women who were there, and who felt able to help me um, pack away our altar space. And it was very cathartic and very, it just was that beautiful full circle being completed. The building, the beginning and the building of our altar and the, the ending and the packing away of our altar space and the, the gentleness 
that these women gave to each and every element that was placed on that sacred altar. It was really special to share such a sacred ritual. (sighs) So we packed away the altar space and yeah, and then these women left and the mood was one of sadness in a way because time completely stood still while we were together whilst this sisterhood was activated, this healed sisterhood, this sacredness of feminine. (sighs) And I could feel earth also grieving the knowing that what once was and what is so innate is something in which we now have to fight for. So, when these women left, I, I began clearing and packing away and I just kept thinking whilst I was doing it and channeling and sort of flashing in and out of past lives of just the fact that women would just be like this. We would be together. We would, we would cook together. We'd put our children to sleep together. The men would, you know, go and do their own thing during the day and we would be together cooking, cleaning, <laughs> weaving, knitting, creating, birthing drums, birthing babies, birthing meals, just birthing and supporting, foraging, collecting. And so, yeah, I process through that and my commitment to this space, to womankind, to activating sisterhood just grew stronger in my bones. As it does every time I physically show up and create safe spaces for women to remember all of what they are. So, yeah, that evening I did cry a little bit. I also connected with my beautiful man and shared some things with him, some of the downloads and some of the, yeah, receivings. And we slept. Actually, we, we, we actually made love and it was really magical. Um, just, a, you know, just that deep love and really receiving and honouring that, which just felt really, it felt, it just felt like home, you know. It was such a huge weekend energetically, such a huge physical weekend, you know. It's just the energy of holding space on all levels. 
it's a huge role, one that I've done every lifetime, one that I'm very capable of and I truly receive that that is why I, I am gifted extra energy stores, you know, all the time. They are filled by a power that is bigger than me, that is activating my purpose as it has every past life. And I feel it enrich me through my feet, through the soles of my feet, through the crown of my head. And I get gifted this energy. So when people compare themselves to the amount that I do, because if you know me, I do do a lot. (laughs) Please don't. Because it is something that I'm very well aware of in way of it's gifted to me. And I know that it's gifted to me for the purpose that I'm using it for. Because the support load is so big in way of supporting women emotionally, physically, you know, mentally, spiritually. It's so layered because we have lost our internal connection to wisdom and medicine. The wise, the wise woman within us needs to be nurtured and nourished and that's what I'm here to do. But to do that, it takes a lot of unravelling and a lot of re-threading, a lot of trust, a lot of nourishment, a lot of nurturing. So it is something that I truly believe I am gifted to be able to do, quite literally, because any normal human couldn't do what I do holding space in all different realms so yeah it felt like coming home because that man and I have been through a bit we've journeyed together (laughs) you know this lifetime we have tested one another but there is nobody that could hold me like Joshua does and there is nobody that I believe that could hold him like I do and we have found this beautiful honey-like spot where we are able to flow in and out of a container together. (laughs) Emptying and knowing that that honey will be received and we will be full soon. And this beautiful flow between the two, there's a constant, yeah, support and trust and... I just love him for that and for all of what he is and for all of what he gifts womankind because he is so much of my support and without him, he's all of my support really because there's very few people that I lean on, you know. I am a lone ranger. That is the way I'm supposed to be actually. I, I also believe that because I don't have the time and energy to give Uh, to things that are unworthy and so it's a very sometimes a lonely existence because this world is so it's we're so disconnected right and we're so toxic on so many levels that sometimes I just have to choose to keep just keep on focus to what I'm doing what I'm creating and in that state you know it can be a lonely ride to that point but from that place of trust it births true worthiness and I receive these sisters who are holding so much love for themselves which is love for this earth and love for for the collective women and they're the women 
they're the women that I want to share my life with. You know, the women who show up for themselves, who meet the hard work, because it does feel like work. It does feel like work, breaking down these walls that keep us from this truth, from this healed reality, from this healed sisterhood, this state of complete holding. (sighs) Yeah. So that was the second womankind retreat (laughs) and it was magical. It was something in which I will hold so close to my soul for the rest of eternity. I am going to be offering so many more physical offerings. I am planning a womankind festival for very soon where there will be lots of facilitators, lots of different women offering their knowledge and offering their crafts. And it will be all of what women are worthy and deserving of, which is one another, which is receiving one another as all of what woman is so I'm planning that and I'm also planning lots of drum making weekends Um, coming off the back of this I have been making drums for uh, personalized drums for clients for quite a while now mainly because I use my drum a lot in our sessions and in a lot of my one-on-one work Um, It's my main source of channeling. So, yeah, it's been something in which I have already done with a few of my clients, made drums with them, made drums for clients overseas. Um, So, yeah, activated by intention and what it is that you'd like me to channel into that drum birth for you. And... Yeah, so I am offering that now. I haven't put it on my website because it is a really big task. But if you are interested in a personalized drum, if you would like to do a one-on-one drum making with me, which is an, it's a weekend thing, um, you can contact me via uh, personal sessions uh, on my website. And yeah, I also... I also make drums if you'd like me to send you one. But again, contact me via the website because it's something that um, I'm not offering to everybody. But if it's something that you would like, please message me. As well as now we are at home here in our beautiful new home. Standing on this beautiful new earth that grounds me so well and homes my spirit so well. Um, I really feel Mother Earth here with me in this, on this land, on this mountain. And now that we have settled, I will be offering drum making weekends. Um, so not as long as the retreat. The, the retreat was three days. Well, four days really. Three, three days, three and a half. Uh, but yes, will be weekends. So yeah, do keep an eye out. If you're interested, you can email me. Um, just so that I can start to get a list of people. Um, I am located in Ballingen in New South Wales. So that will be the area in which I'll be holding these drum birthing workshops. And I'm really excited to offer this to, 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 to women, to womankind, to my sisters. And if you haven't already got the book, When the Drummers Were Women... 
uh, I really highly recommend that you do. And um, yeah, I'll also put some references on the bottom of here for anybody who would like to learn more about the shamanic frame drum and about women's roles historically, spiritually in uh, the process of birthing drums and using drums as medicine tools. So closing this beautiful episode here, I know it's been a long one, but it's just been so magical having you here. And I'm going to finish as usual with a, a short tarot reading for the collective, just picking up on this aftermath of, of the Scorpio full moon eclipse, which was on Friday night last week. Uh, so yeah, lots and lots of shifting, lots of tower energy going on. So lots falling away and lots of making space for, for new. So that's, you know, can really bring itself forward as intense, harsh energy because a lot of these lessons and a lot of these things in which we have to release, we really don't want to. And uh, they're super embedded into our consciousness. So we'll be talking a bit about that in the tarot spread. I'm already pre-predicting exactly what it will be. And um, yes, as always, if you would like to work with me, you can head to my website. I do offer one-on-one personalized sessions. Uh, we meet fortnightly for five sessions. And each, each session is 75 minutes via Zoom. Um, they're personalized so we meet intuitively and allow things to flow and I give you tools and um, lots of different ways in which we can show up for what it is that we are currently existing and trying to work through to create that flow to grow. Uh, if you'd like a one-on-one -on -one reading with me uh, in way of tarot and psychic um, psychic tarot work you can access that via my website I have two different types of readings one from afar which I tap into your energy and read from afar and then there's also a one-on-one -on -one via zoom which is in lifetime so you can find them on my website um, if you have any questions about future events if you are a uh, facilitator and you have something really magical to offer please message me uh, email me via my website and let me know a little bit about what it is that you do because I am building my team now for the Womankind Festival and um, that's slowly coming together so really wanting to connect with women who are offering a craft and offering something really magical um, for women to yeah be a part of and connect to and um, be enriched by so yes please message me email me with what it is that you do if you would like to be a part of the womankind festival it will be held in new south wales um, here in australia and yes if you'd like to work with me you can find all of my offerings via my website so sending you so much love and um, stick around for the tarot reading lots of love okay everybody i've just drawn some cards and um yeah let's get into this beautiful reading for now and the energy that is now knowing that we have come straight off the back of a scorpio full moon eclipse which was last friday here so keeping that in mind that the energy there is so much release and so much intuitive awareness that has birthed and that 
beautiful shadow self that we can shy away from that Scorpio does represent working through the shadows of our own inner reality, our own conditioning, our own internal dialogue. So really feeling into what has come forth over the full moon and not shying away from what has been brought to the surface because what has been brought to the surface is for your highest good and it needs to come forward so that it can be seen and acknowledged and released so that you can welcome in what it is that you are deserving of and what you are longing for which is what you are worthy of. So this reading is there is a lot of truth cutting into truth cutting away from old stories old programs old mentalities that have kept us in cages shackled to these boxes these four walls that are and have never served us um are no longer serving us so we start with queen of wands and queen of wands is exactly that it's cutting straight through it's the card obviously uh, representing feminine being the queen so there is a lot of intuition connected to queen of swords that you are guided by something bigger than you that you are the universe right it's much bigger than your human form it's much bigger than your current sense of consciousness it's the universe is everything and you are in everything. So this awareness that you are communicating with yourself simply by making very subtle movements in your life and adjustments in your life and the way that you internalise certain truths and beliefs all of this uh, acts as a bigger blockage in our physical reality. That everything that you think happens on a very subtle level, all of those movements add up to something that creates large blockages. So the, the very quiet putting away of your truth, the very quiet act of swallowing your words the very yeah gentle avoidance all of that is felt on a much bigger scale subtle not subtle all of it is adding to this disconnect from you from your truth from your intuitive awareness and guidance all of which you are trying to give and send yourself so it's time to release these patterns, these programs, these conditioned reactions and responses that you have been running on for a very long time. You know what they are. It's almost become comfortable to fall into those reactions because it's what you have always done. And it's probably what your body has been programmed to do. But you have known now for a very long time that that and those ways in which you subtly 
abuse your intuition and disconnect from your higher self, you know that it is in no way good for you and your worthiness. It's time to acknowledge all of what you have been avoiding and shoving away and swallowing deeper and it's time to allow it to bubble to the surface and it's time for you to make a plan. How am I going to step into myself? And it starts with one choice. It starts with changing one thing and creating one new pattern. And that might be for five minutes every day, you intuitively stretch your body because it makes you feel good and it connects you to yourself. And it doesn't matter if you've had a hard day. It doesn't matter if you're not feeling great. Every day for five minutes, you get on the ground and you move and feel into your body to what it's able to do in that moment. It could be the awareness around the self-talk you know, the self-hate that you have been subtly digesting for a very long time, feeding yourself, poisoning yourself subtly for a very long time, awareness around the things in which you do say to yourself that you know are not worthy, that those words are spelled and they are not worthy of your greatness and it's time to be accountable all these conversations that you're having with yourself, bringing them to the surface, sharing them in circle, sharing them out loud with yourself because when we speak them out loud, so often things that are unworthy of us, things that are not for our highest good, they simply diminish. They fall apart. They fall away. The power of those words fall away. Say it out loud so that you can really see what those words hold over you, that they truly hold nothing and create a new phrase, a new sentence, a new affirmation that does hold you in your truth and that does nurture you in your greatness and your potential. Mm, accountability. Cutting through the truth, showing up for yourself, being accountable, being responsible for who you are and what you are becoming. That everything in which you are becoming is what you are doing to yourself now. Okay, moving through, we have page of wands and six of wands and that's it's very much the energy of transformation in way of this higher sense of self-awareness stepping into a new version of ourselves this version of yourself is not coming out of thin air it's not coming out of nothing it's coming from a place of being acknowledged you are acknowledging your worth and you've been doing this and what you are currently stepping into is this leveling up of self this place where you are given a new perspective of not only what you are and who you are, but also your placement and sense of belonging here on this earth. Page of Wands carries with it this beautiful place of what we are standing in is barren, right? And it can be seen... In two ways, it can be seen as this empty, you know, um, lacking of substance, 
And it can also be seen as this holding space for so much potential, you know, this land that is now so empty. And yes, it has been abandoned in a way, but it is still land that is here, that is vast and that is ready to be filled with love. And there is this newfound sense of motivation and inspiration connected to what it is that you are going to grow here in yourself, for yourself. And six of wands is this beautiful when we're moving from page of wands into six of wands in this flowing motion, it, knowing that tarot is always a choice, knowing that this can happen within six months, five years, ten years, or it can happen tomorrow. It's all on your choice today to move forward and trust this flow that's already taking place in you. This is already going to happen for you. It's just whether or not you're willing to show up to these lessons, to these hard truths and really see yourself, you know, witness your reflection in that mirror and acknowledge what it is that you are and what's brought you here and the changes that need to be made that are necessary for your growth and for your fertility in way of your growth. So I'm seeing it as a moving, uh, moving through and this moving through happening quite quickly, this flow taking hold of you with page of wands, even queen of, queen of swords, although it is that harshness and you will feel an ouch, you know, because you really see what it is that you have done to yourself, that you are the only person who has been responsible for where you are. Yes, it's an ouch, but it also gives space for page of wands which is that that positive perspective that although this space is barren although we have abandoned ourselves we now have this perspective and ability to breathe life back into this space with new energy new awareness you know and with Page of Wands, there's this beautiful sense, like I said, of motivation that really propels you forward because it does feel good and you do feel inspired and you do want to grow. There is this beautiful, you know, fertility that's being subconsciously nurtured through the soles of your feet and you can feel these shifts that are happening on a cellular level and if we flow with that energy and we begin to propel forward in way of making plans to change, to grow, to show up for our self-worthiness, then we flow straight into six of wands which is that self-celebration and it's recognizing how quickly we can grow how quickly we can release, that release doesn't have to be intense, that release doesn't have to be grief, that it can be celebration, that it can be the recognizing that you are all that you need, that everything that you need is within you, that the universe is you, that everything that you internalize becomes your outer reality. This, this awareness that you have such incredible power and this celebration of the rediscovery of that. 
Mm. You are all you need to get by because you are everything. So flowing in this place of celebration, which is felt within you, but it's also picked up on an outer level as well, you know, your community will also feel this change in vibration within your own frequency and it will be something in which becomes a place of inspiration for others witnessing you in this place of self-connect and just self-honoring is inspiring to so many around you and these shifts happen very subtly and they happen to the people who are ready, who are worthy. It may trigger some, but recognizing as well that with all growth, things fall away. And so if people fall away within your life, as you step into your worthiness, as you step into your potential, as you step into and through your truth, you will find that people will fall away. You will find that people are triggered by the fact that you are simply changing. And that is absolutely nothing to do with you and everything to do with them. So remembering that and just allowing them to pass by because it's their choice. And what you need as you step into your, into your truth and into your potential are people that are able to hold you in this beautiful transformative space in which you will now nurture, which means that you will be constantly adapting and changing. And you need people who can hold that because they too are constantly adapting and changing. Flowing from Six of Wands, we flow into Page of Swords and Seven of Pentacles. And it's again where there we have pulled, um, well, three Ace and, and Page cards here. And very much the theme of this reading is rebirth. The theme of this reading is the awareness that has taken place, the things in which we have received from ourselves in terms of what is not working and this new sense of showing up, showing up for our rebirth, showing up for our truth, showing up for our, for our right to enjoy and to receive this life, to connect with this earth, And so Page of Swords is very much that representation of you. You recognizing your truth, what it is to be free in your truth. Because it is freedom that we cut. That we cut. You know, we sever the connection to the the shackles and the things in which are keeping us tied and trapped within a four wall placement and we allow ourselves to be free. We cut ourselves away from the shackles, from the stories, from the ego, from the, from the want, you know, the desire, all of these things in which ego has so subtly and subconsciously over time conditioned into our reality we're so disconnected from our presence now that we are doomed in way 
because we are so lacking of gratitude. And you know this. And it's something that you've known for a long time. And so Page of Swords coming off the back of our first card, Queen of Swords, is very much that decision to cut away from what no longer serves your truth. What no longer makes you feel joy in present awareness. And Seven of Pentacles is this beautiful perspective that we are gifted every single time we level up in way. When you have been working, when you've been in the trenches, when you have been trusting the flow and trusting the fall into rebirth, we are given these opportunities to really perspectively see what it is that we have already achieved and what it is that we have already shifted what things in which were such a heavy conditioned reality for us are no longer. What have we grown out of? What have we unraveled? And in doing so, who have we inspired in way of our DNA connection, in way of our family tie? Because when we work for our own self-liberation in our body's DNA, in this, in this existence in, and this experience, we also rattle our family ties, you know, being connected, DNA, DNA connected to our family, to these other bodies connected to this DNA, we also pull on their conditioning and their trauma and their wounds because we are cutting loose from that connection as we heal and realize that we we can release and we can let go and that release can be it can be joyful and it doesn't have to be painful so releasing with love and allowing all of what is connected to our body in way of our DNA to also be encouraged to also release what is no longer serving and we are releasing what our ancestors could not so you will feel them in your bones when you are doing this work you can feel them and they are encouraging and they are assisting in the release and they're holding you in that space once you have let go. If there is any pain to be felt, if there is any grief and mourning to be, to be shared, they are there to hold you and you will feel them activate inside your bones because in freeing yourself, you are freeing them. So taking time to look at what it is that you have done, allowing yourself the gift of perspective to really witness what it is that you are becoming. It's a wonderful tool of perspective and if you are not already journaling, you should start because journaling gives you the ability to flick a month ago, you know, five months ago, a week ago and see what changes have taken place on a very subtle level because this work is subtle growth is subtle and sometimes it's hard to 
it's hard to see what it is that we have shifted. So journaling gives us that ability. From seven of pentacles, we fly, we flow into six of swords and knight of swords. So very much the awareness that we need to release to welcome in. And like I said, the release doesn't have to be painful. That the release is a choice. And although there are memories attached to letting go of something, some, someone, that story that's followed you for your whole life, you know, that belief that has never served you, that conditioned reaction and those conditioned responses that you have learnt from witnessing the trauma reside inside of your parents. All of these things in which we choose to let go of and what comes with that letting go, the relationships, all of what does release is supposed to be left behind and you know this and so although there may be some sadness involved there is also a very clear connection to the opposite which is the joy that you very very much recognize that what you are letting go needs to be let go And so don't look back. Don't look back. Let it be free in its own right. Knight of Swords is that beautiful energy that we receive after we have shown up for ourselves. When we have honoured ourselves, we get this beautiful inject of its... It's innocence in a way. It's that very, it's naive, it's innocent. It's a very youthful masculine energy. It's what we get gifted when we, like I said, when we do show up for our self-worth, there's this self-righteousness that comes with that, this awareness that we will never allow ourselves to be lost in that way again and we will never disconnect from our truth to that point where we can't distinguish where it is that we begin and end. We will never abandon ourselves like we have. It's that energy. And with any knight energy, but particular with knight, knight of swords, there is the lesson of sitting in new. Rather than reacting the way that you want to react, which is potentially also reactivating old wounds, such as these old stories, these old, these old self-hate programmings and stories that have been such a big part of your life remember that ego will always be here and with the night energy ego can very quickly re-enter our reality on an accidental subconscious level 
we think that we are being self-righteous, we think that we are being self-honoring, that self-righteousness comes from this, the act of self-honoring, but often what it does is it allows ego a, a placement back into our current state of reality, our very vulnerable state of healing, and it re-threads old stories in different, you know, the same story painted a different colour. And we had to be very wary of that, that self-hate talk, that negative talk is negative talk. And it can play itself as reminiscing on all of the ways in which we shouldn't have abandoned ourselves in the past and then in the in the past and then allowing our ego to thread its way back into us and making space for this self-hate conversation and talk there is no point focusing on past and there is no point focusing on the future the only way that we can stay grounded is to be present and when we have shifted such big such big things when we have moved these stones these boulders away we do feel incredibly vulnerable although we feel free we feel vulnerable Although these boulders have, may have been suffocating you in your reality for so long and we only gain the, the awareness of just how much they were, they were suffocating us when we remove them from our bodies, there is also this sense of reliance on that shelter even though it was painful and even though it was suffocating us. So be aware that your vulnerability in this new state is very, it's very, what's the word I'm needing? Easily manipulated. So cocoon yourself in this space. When you have released, when you have let go, Choose very wisely who it is that you share your space with. I would recommend doing as little as possible and particularly in way of energetic exchange. That might mean calling in sick, <laughs> you know, for three days if your work environment can be quite toxic. And it might mean really just creating a cocoon at home and staying at home and really just being present to your internal dialogue what's going on inside noticing old patterns old stories old beliefs trying to re-thread into your new vulnerability into this new state of being and really strongly holding yourself in the truth that what was released needed to be released and that this feeling of free will feel will feel like home with time. Our body needs time to heal and to remember what it is to breathe with space. So give yourself time and space. Don't go running at yourself. Don't go charging at every person who did you wrong just simply because all of a sudden you're at the place where you can see clearly the ways in which you have abandoned yourself. 
blaming others, punishing others is in no way beneficial to your liberation. So don't do it and don't waste your energy. If we can be, choose to be quiet and still in that time of release and that new space of growth, then we are gifted Ace of Wands, which is this beautiful full circle, you know. It's the gift of you have done the work You have done the work, you have met the vulnerability, you have met ego, you have met your conditioning, you have confronted your reality in this body and you have trusted the fall. You didn't bite when there was bait put right in front of you. You have have done your work. You have shown up for yourself. You have trusted yourself, you have trusted the universe, which is yourself, and you have this new sense of wholeness that is now a part of you. You showed up, you made it through, you ran the full circle, and now you know for every time in the future that this happens, that this is to be expected. You know the steps that ego takes. You know the steps that conditioning takes to feel into freedom. You know what to expect. And so you are gifted. You are gifted that and that will be with you forever. This beautiful awareness of what it is, what it is to truly show up for yourself. What does that truly mean? We finish this reading with King of Wands. There's a lot of wand energy in this reading, a lot of wand and a lot of sword. We only have one pentacle card and that is just the gift of awareness you know what it is that we have built every other card in this reading is sword and wand and the energy of that is cutting through truth to liberate to liberate our worthiness you know our connection to beyond this physical realm our connection to the universe the recognition that we are the universe that we live within the earth And we live within the sky. And everything in which we internalize and digest within our reality and within our consciousness becomes, becomes us. King of Wands is very much that grounded place of transformation and sitting in the shedding, the reality that we that we need to shed to rebirth. And the beautiful act of shedding is that we can recognize what it is that we are leaving behind. That we're gifted the ability to really see it. To really, yeah, see it separated from our body. And to 
learn from that experience. That with every shedding, we learn more about our ability, our own abilities to release and to trust for self-renewal. And it's a beautiful card to finish with because you are capable. You are capable. You are strong. You have learnt something that your ancestors have never been able to learn. And that is to trust completely the process of death. Mm. <sighs> so as to finish as usual, I will choose one of my angel guidance cards. And this card acts as... Guidance, guidance as you process through this very big release, this very big self-discovery that you are currently, you're currently journeying through. Yeah. And the card that has chosen us as a collective for this reading is embrace your divine right to heal Embrace your divine right to heal. Mm, And it couldn't be more perfect for that reading, as usual. (laughs) If you have any questions, please message me. If you would like me to do a personal reading for you, you can head to my website and um, access my personal readings there. And if you'd like to work with me, you can also find my offerings via my website and the many different ways that you can work with me. If you are interested in a drum creation, whether or not that's me creating a drum for you or doing some a one-on-one session to create your own drum, if you would like to be a part of my next drum birthing workshop that will be being that's being put together now please email me so I can put you on the wait list early and um, sending you love as always sending you love and light and support in this beautiful life of constant shedding and constant learning and journeying and yeah enjoying enjoying the process of transformation Loving you, loving you. And um, until next time, keep trusting.